Hello, this is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 150. Um, yeah, this is another normal episode. I'm shooting for uh, the next one to be themed. I have it in mind. I intend to stick to it this time, <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, there's some good ones here. There's definitely some ones that I had been kind of putting off for a little while that I decided, you know, I really wanted to play this time around, hence why this one is not a themed episode. Uh, I just wanted to get these ones finally played uh, on the air here. So let's go. I was going to say let's jump and let's go. Let's gump to Sweden here. Um, this band existed originally from 88 to 2011, uh, and then reformed in 2019, and they are active now, and that is Dismember, and, uh, they are legends among that, that Stockholm death metal scene of the late 80s, early 90s, and, um, they're one of my favorites. I've always kind of maintained that Grave is probably still my favorite just because of how much they uh, tend to throw in some you know, like more doom elements uh, but Dismember is is right uh, right behind them I would say as far as my favorites from that scene excellent band uh, I was fortunate enough to see them live back in 2006 uh, in Oslo at the Inferno Festival and that was one of the more intense performances I've ever seen because the entire crowd um, was just going insane like it was just probably the largest pit I've ever seen in person. Uh, you just couldn't help but get kind of sucked into it and just get knocked around for the entire set. And um, it was it was a really good set. And ever since they regrouped in 2019, they have uh, Richard Cabeza back on bass and uh, Fred Etsby back on drums. So it's all kind of the original guys um, are back at it and they're working on a new record. So I actually just saw a, uh, an article recently about how they're really not rushing it at all. And they're taking their sweet time and they've really been working hard, uh, crafting this new material cause they want it to be, you know, the best thing they've ever released basically. And, um, but they're shooting for, you know, sometime next year for it to be released. But, um, but yeah, they're, that, that got me excited because, you know, it, they have not released a bad album, but just hearing that they're trying to take it to this next level uh, just kind of makes me uh, salivate for this new record. But I'm going to play one off of an album that um, for a long time was never really available for some reason. Like, I just couldn't find it most places, and it wasn't really on a lot of streaming services and things like that. And recently, uh, it's been added onto their Spotify, so I was pleased to see that. And I was enjoying listening to it recently, because uh, I really liked this album when it first came out. And that is uh, The God That Never Was, and that came out in 2006, and that was their seventh album out of eight. And uh, that was released through Candlelight Records, and I just remember it getting excellent reviews at the time, and uh, giving it a listen at my local um, CD store on their gigantic computer that they had for us to listen to samples, 30-second samples of uh, pretty much everything they had in stock. And it was great. It was, uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and so much so that I bought it, but um, I don't always, you know, have a CD player at my disposal, so sometimes I just want to stream something. And it was kind of hard to, to come by this album for a while there, so I was enjoying uh, listening to it again recently. So... 
This one is a favorite of mine uh, off of this album, and if you're not that familiar with this album, I suggest uh, you check it out now that it's out there, you know, a little more out in the open on the streaming services and all that. So here we go, off of 2006's The God That Never Was, this is Dismember with Trail of the Dead. That is Dismember with Trail of the Dead off of The God That Never Was. Um, excellent record and really looking forward to uh, this new one whenever it comes out. Sometime next year is what they're shooting for. Uh, Alright, we're going to Finland here. This is a four-piece kind of black death metal band. It's been going since 2013 called Ondfold. And 
Ondfod has been uh, the re- basically the reason I know about them is because um, I actually hadn't seen much of their stuff prior to uh, working with one of their members. So uh, Ove Inbor is the engineer who has mixed and mastered the last two Krigsgrav records, and uh, he's a big fan of ours, loves the music, and uh, he's always excited if we have something new to send him <laughs> to mix. And, um, you know, we've been very pleased with uh, the work he's done, and we've gotten a lot of compliments from people on the mix as far as just how it uh, suits the music so well. And so he's a good dude, and um, when I saw he was a member of this band, I wanted to check them out, and it's really cool stuff. Um, I think he used to play drums for this band. There's the cat shaking off in the background. Uh, he used to play drums with this band, and recently, within the last couple of years, I think has switched to something else. I don't know if he's doing bass and vocals or something, but he's doing vocals these days. Um, I'm actually going to play a song that has a guest vocalist on it. So they got four records. I'm going to play something off of uh, the most recent one, which is album number four that came out in May of this year, called... De Estebotniska Murket, and no idea what Estebotniska translates to at all. Uh, you know, Murket is um, is darkness, so it's the something darkness. I have no idea what the second one uh, means, but um, I should I should, me- I should message uh, Nove and, and see if he can explain it. <laughs> but anyways, this came out in May through Black Lion Records. And it's a really cool record and has a very um, intense, you know, production. The guest vocalist on this one is uh, Matthias Lilmans from uh, Fintroll, who is Vreth, you know, from Fintroll. And he's one guy that, like, when he first joined Fintroll, I thought he was good, but I thought he was kind of uh, my least favorite of Fintroll's vocalists. Um, But as time has gone on, his vocals have gotten better and better, and his work on the last especially the last Fintral album, and then the last two uh, And Oceans records. Um, to me, he sounds better than he's ever sounded before. Uh, and he sounds great on this song as well, so that's kind of what made me want to play it, because the music is cool, and then just hearing his voice with it um, made it even better. So here we go off of the <laughs> the Something Darkness uh, from 2023. This is On Fod with Where Death Roams.
That is On the Fod with Where Death Roams off of their new album from this year. Very cool record, and the one before it uh, is really good as well. So if you dug that, I suggest you check out uh, both of those albums. I haven't heard the first two, but uh, I can I can vouch for albums three and four. Uh, all right, we're going to Norway here. This is a uh, one-man band, in the studio at least. There is a full lineup for live it's been going since 1995, and uh, the one man in this one-man band was very young when forming this project. It is Take, and uh, that's run by Host, and he, you know, of course, plays all the instruments, all the vocals on these albums, and then he's also a live vocalist for Gorgoroth, and he's filled in uh, doing session vocals for several other bands over the years. Ragnarok is one that comes to mind. Um... But yeah, he's been pretty steady. He, he has some long gaps in between albums here and there, but uh, he's stayed steady enough, you know, keeping things going. Um, always playing live, even if not releasing albums, they seem to always be jumping on festivals and things like that. Um, but Take did release a new record um, just, got a week ago, a little over a week ago, which is album number eight. Uh, it's called Et Hav of Avstand, which means uh, an ocean of, like, space. Not outer space, but, like, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, um, distance might be a better word to use there. An ocean of distance. I think that's more accurate anyways. Um, but that came out on September 1st of this year through Dark Essence Records, and as I said, that's album number 8, but it's their first one in six years. Uh, there's been the occasional EP here and there in between albums, but uh, he's kind of been spacing them out a bit more um, with these last few. But it's good. Um, you know, this project has kind of reached a point for me where there's not a whole lot new that's getting thrown at you. It, the, every time I hear a new album from them, it's always like, this is fine. It's fine. It's good black metal. But I feel like I've, I've heard this before. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've heard this album before from him a few times now at this point. Uh, songs are mostly long, double-digit, you know, minutes long. Uh, the one I'm going to play, just for the sake of brevity, is uh, the shortest one on the record. It's about six and a half minutes. But it is a good tune. Like, I think structurally it, it you know, gets the job done within six and a half minutes to where it doesn't feel like it's cut short or anything like that. Um, the translation, I'm a little iffy on. I can't quite can't quite figure this one out. 
Um, so yeah, I'll try my best with it here. So anyways, off of the brand new album, Etav of Avstand, this is Take with Hid Sprak V, which Sprak means like crack or break, and then V would be we, so something we break or something we crack, but I don't know what the first word translates to, and apparently neither does Google, so whatever.
There we go. That is Take from Norway with Hid Sprak V. Um, interesting production as well. I mean, it's always very thin in black metal, but that just feels like so intentionally thin. <laughs> it's kind of jarring at first. Uh, all right, we're going to the USA here. I'm just going to say out of Pennsylvania, but I honestly don't know where this band kind of calls home. Um, I'll tell you why I'm guessing Pennsylvania in a little while here. But uh, they've been going since 2020, and it is a trio called Cross Spitter. And you may not have heard of them. They don't really have much out. They just have a, uh, a demo, like a little three-song demo. And then they've done a split uh, since then, but no full lengths or anything yet. They're just kind of getting their feet under them, playing live and things like that. <clears throat> but um, Crossbitter features the former guitar player from Absu. And whenever Absu kind of uh, came to an end and there was this kind of bitter you know, breakup, this kind of feud going between the guitar player and the other two members of Absu... Um, you know, accusing them of transphobia and all that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, I don't... I, I forget what they call this practice of... Uh, I don't want to use the, the the previous name. Dead naming, is that the phrase? But, um, but yes, the guitar player basically uh, came out as transgender, um, identified as a, a woman from there on out, um, goes by the name of Melissa Moore, so that's the name I'll continue to use. But phenomenal guitar player, uh, used to play with Rumpelstiltskin Grinder back in the day, which I actually, uh, one of my old bands, Obsidian Throne, played a show in Dallas opening for them when they were on tour, and they were great. And um, the guitar playing was phenomenal on the Absu material um, that Melissa played on. And so, yeah, this is kind of the, the band that has um, has formed out of that, basically. Uh, kind of laid low for a while, and then kind of came out with this band. It's still very guitar-driven, kind of thrashy stuff, but it's kind of more abrasive, I guess. Not in like a grindcore type way, but it's just kind of uh, got this kind of punkish grittiness to it. And it's pretty good, and the footage I've seen uh, from live shows looks really good as well. But the reason I said Pennsylvania is because that's where... That's where Rumpelstiltskin Grinder was based out of, out of Philly. And, you know, this person, this guitar player was in Rumpelstiltskin Grinder in Philly for for years. So I, I don't know if that's still kind of the home base or not, you know. But um, as far as where they're from, it's not really listed on their Metal Archives page. But I'm going to play something off of that first uh, three-song, like, single or EP or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it came out in 2020. It was released independently called Dry and Grinding Mouth. And it's pretty good. I haven't heard the material off of the split that they put out. Um, I want to say that came out in 2021, maybe. But um, I'm going to play the title track off of this single because um, it's just my favorite one. It's really short, this single. Three songs, they're all very short and uh, pretty fast. And just gives you a good idea of what this band is all about. So here you go. Off of their single or EP or whatever of the same name. This is Cross Spitter with Dry and Grinding Mouth.
That is Cross Spitter from the USA with Dry and Grinding Mouth. I think it's pretty damn cool, and I think the guitar work is still fantastic. I mean, uh, I, uh, you know, I've gone on record many times as saying that I am really not an Absu fan, but um, the guitar playing on those records, uh, the more recent records, were fantastic. Um... All right, let's go back to Sweden here. This is a two-piece band that existed from 06 until 2019. They have called it quits after three albums. It is Natsvarjer, which is Swedish for night black, basically. <laughs> so they just smushed it all together into one word. But what immediately drew me to this um, was I saw their album cover for this, uh, this record had what appeared to be the character of Radu from Subspecies, the movies, on the cover, the vampire movies. And so I just checked it out based on that. And it's so funny because I had never heard of these movies until like two months ago. 
and there's five of them, and the fifth one is trash. Wes, you're right. Um, but no, I, I've seen them all now because all of them are on Tubi. So after my friend Dave and Claudia and the kiddos and stuff sent me a, a I think it was a happy birthday message or something back in July. Um, and I just kind of asked what they were up to because they were out of state visiting uh, Dave's parents and they were just sitting around the TV watching subspecies movies. And I was like, I've never even heard of those. But they told me about them, so then I started to watch them, and then whenever I was hanging out with uh, with my boy Wes uh, recently, I mentioned them, and he was like, oh god, those movies are great, but the fifth one's terrible, but all the other ones are great. So he was a big fan, and um, and then yeah, I just happened to see the front cover of this, uh, this album that has what appears to be Radu from the subspecies movies on the cover. So I was like, well, what the hell? Like, I went from not having heard of them to now I'm seeing it all over the place here and I've seen all the movies now but anyways it's just very good primitive straightforward black metal and they do it really well um it's there's there's not a lot of twists and turns or curveballs thrown at you with this sound and I think that's the whole point basically but um they just did it really well and i was just too uh taken by the cover to not uh not check it out so here we go i'm gonna play something off of the third and final album called night of the crimson thirst that came out in february of 2018 through black moon records so here we go from sweden this is Natsvarier with at one with evil
there we go. Some nice vampiric black metal. That is Nats Varier from Sweden with At One with Evil. Uh, Alright, we're going back to the USA here. Out of Indiana. This is a four-piece thrash band that's been going since 2019. And they are label mates with Kriegsgrave. And we are fans of theirs. It is Grave Ripper. And um, we were big fans of, uh, of their EPs that they had released um, prior to this debut. And we were looking forward to the debut. Finally came out on August 25th of this year through Wise Blood Records. And uh, it's called Seasons Dreaming Death. And it does not disappoint. It's very, very aggressive, very fast, very thrashy. Of course, got some real nice harsh vocals going on. And uh, they just strike me as a band that would be fantastic to see live, uh, for sure. Very high energy, and I love me some thrash. I've always been a thrash thrash man at heart, so uh, this definitely hits the spot for me. So here we go. Without further ado, off of the debut full-length, Seasons Dreaming Death, this is Grave Ripper with Red Skies. Just like 
All right, there we go. That is Grave Ripper from Indiana with Red Skies. That's a really strong debut. Uh, I suggest you check it out. And that's yet another nice addition to the Wise Blood Records uh, roster. Not the roster. They've been on the roster, but as far as their catalog of releases, I guess I should say. Uh, all right, we're staying in the USA here, but we're going to Atlanta, Georgia. This is a four-piece kind of gothy, black metal-y, hard to really pin down exactly what they are, uh, but they've been going since 2013, and I've been a fan since probably 2016 or so. That is Cloak, and they're coming through. Um, they're on a tour. Who are they with? Uada and somebody else? But there's a few uh, dates that they kind of have off on the tour that they don't want to be off. Because <laughs> when you're on tour, days off are nice, but they're also days that you're just kind of losing money. Um, so they kind of filled in the gaps, I guess, on this tour with some shows here and there where it's just them and some local support. So Dallas happens to be one of those. Uh, Krigsgrove was going to be on that show, but we ended up just not being able to, to pull it off. So we had to bow out of it, unfortunately. It's on a Wednesday night. It's just hard to do these weeknight shows. But um, but yes, Love Cloak. First heard them on uh, Radio Fenris back in 2016. They didn't have a record contract yet, and they didn't have any full lengths out. Uh, they had just released this kind of... They had a demo, but then they had released this self-titled uh, like EP kind of thing um, in June of 2016. And it was self-released at first, I believe, and then it got kind of a proper release through Boris Records, and um, and then from there they, you know, included some of the songs off of this on their uh, full length, their debut full length, and now they just released uh, album number three this year. But I'm playing something off of this early, you know, EP, the self-titled from 2016, because the albums the the full-length albums are good the songs are good but the production is so loud and punchy um i just don't like it as much it to me it doesn't quite suit the music i feel like they could use a little more kind of atmosphere in the mix you know what i mean a little more kind of echo going on and less just punchy in your face type of mix but um so i think the mix of this you know self-titled uh, ep thing is uh, is more suitable um, actually, like, I, I mean, I've seen them a, a few times live. Um, my first live show that I did with Giant of the Mountain, we were opening for Tribulation and Paul Bearer, and I wore my cloak, uh, shirt, and it's a shirt that I bought probably back in 2016 or 2017, and they still had the old logo and stuff, they've redesigned their logo since then. And some dude kind of was taken aback by the shirt, and he's like, oh my god, I haven't seen the old logo in a while, you know? And I thought he was just another Cloak fan. Uh, but he, I think, was on Tribulation's crew, like, just for the U.S. tour. And, um, but he said he designed that shirt. <laughs> so he's like, I, I'm actually the one that made the design for that t-shirt. So it's cool to see, you know, somebody wearing it, like, years and years later. And uh, so I thought that was kind of a, a fun coincidence, I guess. But um, but yeah, I still have that shirt, and it is well-worn. Very, very worn. Uh, but anyways, here we go. I'm going to play something off of, uh, off of this EP here so you can hear their best production for their music. I'm telling you. So here we go, off of the uh, self-titled 2016 EP. This is Cloak with In the Darkness 
the path.
Okay. There we go. That's Cloak from Atlanta within the darkness, the path. Um, I think it's the drum sound more than anything that just has this real big kind of echoey sound to it. And uh, I, I just, I love the production of that, uh, that EP. I wish they kind of could uh, recapture that sound a little bit. Um, and even though Kriggs Grove, you know, can't do that show um, in October, I might still try to go. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Because I work from home on Thursdays, so it's like if I go to that show on a Wednesday, I could always... Uh, I can I can make it through the day if I'm working from home. Even though I'm tired, I can just keep pumping myself full of coffee and sit in my pajamas all day at my desk while I'm working. I'll make it. Um, Alright, we're going back to Sweden here. This is a three-piece, I believe, on the records, although I'm sure they have more members for, for live purposes. Uh, they've been going since 2012. Um, not quite sure how to pronounce this name. Oftrikia. Something like that. And I know almost nothing about this band. Um, so this is fun, but no, I, I just happened to hear this song and it was on a playlist of some sort and I can't remember w what the playlist was I was listening to. It might have been just been like dark metal or just some real generic thing I was listening to on Spotify. Uh, but I heard this song and thought it was really cool. So I checked out the band and some of their other material and didn't like it nearly as much as that first song. So, um... The more I kind of checked out the albums, and there's just, it's a little too frilly for me. There's too much stuff going on with weird effects and other instruments and stuff that's just making it a little too, too bright. And I don't know, there's, there's too much going on that I'm not loving. <laughs> so, but this song I enjoyed quite a bit and the production's pretty, you know, primitive, but the music is still kind of pretty. And there are some effects and stuff that they use in this, but it's not uh, completely overboard. And it's one of the few songs I, I came to find out that actually uses a fair amount of uh, extreme vocals, because a lot of the others uh, did not uh, have very much at all. So this one kind of had the, the best kind of balance, I guess, uh, for my own personal musical tastes, at least. Um, but they do have four albums. This song in particular was off of album number three called Grinnings Visser that came out in 2019 through AOP Records. And yeah, so I can't, you know, it's one of these weird things where I can't really play this and just say this band kicks ass. You should check out all their stuff because I don't really, I don't think they do, but I just like this song. <laughs> so I think there's got to be some people out there that might enjoy this song as well. So... Here we go off of their third album, Greenings Visser. This is Oftrikia with Wither.
Alright, there we go. That is Ovdrikia from Sweden with Wither. Um, it's a cool song. It kind of has these vibes from like later Burzum records, um, along with like Alcest and some of the keyboard effects they use remind me of stuff that was done on the most recent uh, Dimu Borger record. I say most recent, but that was like five, six years ago. How long ago has it been? I don't know, but um, but it's kind of a cool blend of stuff going on, and I think they kind of nail it on that song. Um, all right, we're going to Sao Paulo, Brazil here. This is a two-piece, which I, surprised me. I always thought they were a full band for some reason. Uh, it's been going since 2020, and that is Fossilization. And I really like this band, and I kind of forgot about them for a little while there. Uh, really loved their EP from 2021. The name of it is escaping me, but it was excellent. And what kind of brought me back was listening to one of the more recent episodes of the Lost in the Catacombs um, podcast, hosted by uh, our good buddy Josh, and he had um, John and uh, Chuck from Incantation on for an interview, and it was a really uh, cool interview, just talking about lyrical concepts and things like that, um, and it was cool kind of hearing Chuck's um, thought process behind some of the concepts that he was coming up with lyrically but at one point towards the end of the interview uh, Josh asked them kind of what is their favorite uh, death metal band that's going right now like not you know one of these classic bands or whatever but uh, just kind of newer bands I guess you know what's what's one of your favorite newer bands and I can't remember what Chuck said but I checked out whatever band it was that he suggested and I didn't care for it um, but John said fossilization. He had to really think hard about, you know, who he would pick. But he said fossilization, and I was like, man, I forgot about them. I haven't uh, haven't listened to them much. And then lo and behold, uh, they have a new album that just came out this past Friday. So um, I saw there was a single, you know, of theirs, which I'm going to play the single because I listened to it and loved it. So I made sure to make note of like I want to play this single on the episode. But um, in the days since I kind of made that decision, their albums come out, and um, and I've listened to it, and fantastic, um, really, really good record, and when it comes to that kind of more primitive uh, style, and just lots of echo, and the real low vocals and stuff, and uh, it's, it's, it's excellent, it's really, really good, really well done, um, so I can't recommend that highly enough. But I'm still going to stick with the original plan here and just play the song that they released as the uh, the single, you know. So uh, the album is called Leprous Daylight, and that came out on September 8th, so very, very recent. And that came out through Everlasting Spew Records, and this is their debut full length. And um, you have to check it out. It's an excellent record. So here we go, off of Leprous Daylight. This is Fossilization from Brazil with Eon.
All right. That is Fossilization from Brazil with Eon. What a song. And I'm telling you, it's a phenomenal record. Um, I might be kind of with John from Incantation. That might be one of my favorite uh, death metal bands going right now. Um, but we're going to take you back. We're going to take you back a little bit now with this next one. We're going to Montreal, Canada. This band's been going since 91, and I'm going to play something that's really just for two people, and that's for me and for my friend Corey, my former bandmate, because um, we kind of bonded over this album. And I am not a big Cataclysm fan, mainly because uh, the singer's high vocals are god-awful, and they always have been, and they remain bad to this day. But something about this record just kind of came at the right time, and I ended up really enjoying it at the time, and evidently so did Corey. So uh, every once in a while, many years later, when we would just kind of be driving around somewhere, we'd put on uh, this record and just kind of get nostalgic about it. So the album in question is Shadows and Dust, and that came out in 2002 through Nuclear Blast Records, and this was album number 6 out of 15. I believe they just released uh, their 15th album very recently. And, yeah, this one was kind of something that launched them a little further uh, out there in terms of, like, popularity and things like that. I remember reading about it in, uh, I know I've mentioned this at least five or six times in the past, so I'm sorry to tell the story again. But I had ordered something off of eBay, you know, a, an album or a shirt or something. And the guy sent me the uh, the stuff and then included in there, just for the hell of it, this black and white, it was like newspaper, um, like brochure, like this little magazine. And it had like six or seven little interviews in there with different people, like Steve Tucker uh, from Morbid Angel and just, you know, uh, Vincent Crowley from, uh, from Acheron or whatever. And... and the back of it had all sorts of uh, of reviews, so I would just I kept that thing for so long, and it was just my thing I kept in the backpack. And if I'd finish whatever work I was doing in high school, and I had 15 minutes of free time there at the end of class, and I was already done with my work, I would just pull this same little fanzine out and just read the same interviews over and over again and read the same reviews over and over again. But this was an album that they spoke really highly of. And uh, so it made me go check it out, and I ended up really liking the record. Um, so yeah, this is mo more for me than for anyone else, just a little nostalgia here. Um, here we go, off of 2002's Shadows and Dust. This is Cataclysm with Inside the Material Flesh.
right, there we go. That is Cataclysm from Canada with Inside the Material Flesh. Off of Shadows and Dust from 2002. Um, all right, we're going to a one-man band out of Germany here that's been going since 2017 called Non Est Deus. And I know very little of this band, but I just happened to come across this um, newest album and ended up really liking it. So um, they got... Four albums, I want to say. I think it's four. Yes, 2018, 2019, 2022, and then this year. So the newest album is called Legacy, and that came out on May 12th through Noisebringer Records. And it's just kind of a modern, atmospheric black metal and uh, has a pretty pretty clear production. And honestly, it kind of reminds me more of like the Greek scene, you know, some of those bands. Um but it's really solid and this song um, not only was my favorite off the record but it also seems to be their most played um, on Spotify so clearly I'm not the only one who uh, who thinks this is a pretty killer tune so here we go since I don't know much about this band I'm not gonna go on and on here so off of the newest album Legacy this is Non Est Deus with Thousand Years of Sand
All right, there we go. That is Non Est Deus from Germany with Thousand Years of Sand. Really cool song. Um, I need to check out more of that discography because um, this new album I actually think is, is really good. I'm surprised I hadn't heard of them uh, before. Um, okay, we're going back to the USA here out of Minnesota. This is a four-piece. That's been going since 2018. It's death metal. It's kind of on the technical side. It's very guitar-driven, but it's kind of done in like a groovy way. Like it's flashy, but it's not over the top like tech death. Um, but there is a lot of kind of flashy guitar playing going on, but they do it in a way that is really rhythmic, I guess. You know what I mean? Like it kind of works in the song without it sounding like it's just flat out showing off or trying to be technical just for the hell of it. Um, the band is called Begravement. And really, I just happened to see them on a list of like bands that are, you know, putting out debut albums this year, you know. And it was like a list of strongest debuts of, of 2023 or something like that. And they were on it. And it had some pretty cool cover art, you know, as a lot of extreme metal tends to have. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was enough for me to check it out. And I was like, okay, they, they claim this is a really strong debut. So let's check it out. And uh, it's probably not something I'm going to go back to all the time. But um, I thought it was really cool. And... Um, the fact that they're fairly new, new-ish band. They put out an EP in 2021, and then this is their debut full-length that just came out in August called Horrific Illusions Beckon. And uh, it was released independently. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're signed at this point or not, um, but uh, the record sounds pretty good. So if it was released independently, they clearly, um, you know, still spent some money to get a proper mix and mastering job done here. So, so yeah, I recommend this one if you are a guitar player or just somebody who likes hearing cool guitar stuff. <laughs> so here we go off of their debut album, Horrific Illusions Beckon. This is Begravement with Stifling Excruciation.
All right, there we go. That is Begravement from Minnesota with Stifling Excruciation. Uh, definitely some solid guitar work going on there. Um, we're going back to Montreal, Canada here for this next one. This band's been going at least under their current name since 1992, and that is Cryptopsy. And I enjoy Cryptopsy, even though I'm not that into like the real brutal technical death metal you know I've talked about this before how there's still a handful of bands that I enjoy that are in that style you know what I mean and Cryptopsy is one of them Aborted is another one but um, you know it's not all hits there's been some misses of course with Cryptopsy uh, their new one just came out which is really what prompted me to go back and listen to some older stuff because the new one just came out this past Friday and I'm pretty, I'm pretty let down by it, honestly. Like, it's very fast, and it's very intense, and it's very technical. And everybody's individual performances on the record are fine, but it just doesn't really sound like a Cryptopsy record, and it feels like a definite step down from uh, their self-titled record from 2012 and the two EPs that they've released since then as well. Um... So I don't know, it's getting a lot of high praise uh, from people, but I just don't, it all kind of sounds the same, apart from maybe one or two songs where they actually slow the tempo down for a little while. But yeah, it just kind of got me a little uh, nostalgic for, you know, wanting to listen to the older records uh, again and and think of the good old days, I guess. So I'm going to play something off of uh, one of the older records. I'm going to play something off of Whisper Supremacy, and that was the third album out of eight is what they're up to now. But this came out in September of 98 through Century Media Records, and it was the first one to feature Mike DeSalvo on vocals. Um, of course, Lord Worm was there in the early days, the first couple records. And when he left, uh, in his own words, it was because basically they were going on tour all the time. He was living with a woman, a girlfriend, and she was basically paying all his bills. Like, she was working full-time, and he was off living this uh, this rock star lifestyle, and although he said she was kind of fine with it, he the guilt was a little too much for him, where he just kind of felt like he was like a leech, you know, and, and it wasn't fair to her, and he just kind of felt like he, uh, he wasn't really uh, doing what he needed to do in life, I guess. So he quit, but he kind of handpicked or at least assisted in selecting Mike DeSalvo and kind of getting him primed and ready for uh, taking over in Cryptopsy. And I think he actually contributed some lyrics um, and some backing vocals in a couple of songs on Whisper Supremacy. Uh, Lord Worm did, that is. So, yeah, it was kind of a, a handing over of the reins. And then Mike DeSalvo stayed in the band for a couple of albums. And I actually really liked his voice. He had a very different voice uh, from Lord Worm. But it had a lot of power behind it. He had a good voice. Um, and I just like the songs. like the production. You can't always hear every last detail of what's going on. But that's fine with me. But the songs themselves uh, I really liked. Very fast and intense. They kind of upped the technicality without being just insane. And um, they still somehow remained catchy, these songs. So yeah, this, uh, this album is one that I still kind of uh, look at fondly here. So... Uh, here we go, off of album number three, Whispers Supremacy. This is Cryptopsy with White Worms. <laughs> ¶¶ 
All right, there we go. That is Cryptopsy from Canada with White Worms. Great song, great album. Um, all right. It is that time for me to announce the final song of the episode. Uh, I, of course, want to thank everybody, as always, for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. You know, if you want to tell somebody where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. And, of course, uh, the catalog of episodes is on Spotify as well. So you can find it and follow it there. Um, any sort of feedback or requests or anything you want to share with me, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And, of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of uh, updates or news or poll questions for you guys, the audience, um, is going to be posted there. So please like the Facebook page so you don't miss out on any of that. As I said, the next episode, I am planning on a themed episode, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I was going to do a poll question, but I kind of have a theme in mind, I think, so I'm going to just roll with it. Uh, maybe for the next one, I'll do a, a poll question for you guys. But uh, but yeah, I do plan on you know that being ready in two weeks. Next weekend's a busy one. I got my boy's seventh birthday. Which, by the way, August, uh, just a few weeks ago, actually, was the anniversary of a uh, seven-year anniversary of the podcast. So that's pretty wild, because I started that in August of 16. Yeah, so it's been seven years. That's pretty wild. I'm going to keep doing it as long as people want me to, pretty much. But um, anyways, <laughs> I'm going to totally change this up. Um, you know, we just played Cryptopsy. Pretty intense. And now I'm doing the exact opposite and playing something very, very mellow to close things out. Um, those who know me personally know that I do kind of have this affinity for like shoegaze music. And that first kind of really came to be back in like 2013. And um, one of the bands that I really kind of fell in love with was Slow Dive. And I've really enjoyed their back catalog and then of course when they reformed uh and released a self-titled album uh god when was that 2017 i think when that came out um really like it almost brought a tear to my eye like it just it sounded so good and it just was everything i wanted out of a slow dive album uh, i was fortunate enough to see them live in minnesota um they were on a u.s and canon you know canadian tour and they weren't coming to Texas, so I just kind of had to look around at everywhere they were playing. And then I was like, "Where? what's a city that I wouldn't mind going to? And let me check how cheap the flights are. <laughs> so it was down to either um, Minneapolis or San Francisco. So we chose Minneapolis and uh, flew out there to see them play, basically. And it was amazing. It was fantastic. And I'm really, really happy that I got to see them. But... Fast forward to now, six years later, and they finally released another full length. Uh, this is album number five. It's called Everything is Alive, and it just came out on September 1st uh, through Dead Oceans Records. And uh, as I said, it's their first one uh, in six years. But they've added some little extra like electronic elements in there, but uh, they didn't really go overboard with it. It's just kind of a nice touch, but uh, they still sound like slow dive, and it's... It's wonderful. I mean, I always really look forward to anything new that they put out, and this uh, just 
hits the spot. It does not disappoint. Um, so if you're driving late at night while listening to this, please don't fall asleep behind the wheel because it's very mellow. But uh, hopefully you guys can enjoy it uh, as much as I do. So here we go. I'll see you guys in two weeks with the next episode. Until then, take care. Off of the album Everything is Alive, this is Slow Dive with Shanty. Thank you.